0: What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanmanBaseballFan.com. Just dropped off my son at a class. Um, And so I had some time uh, when I'm driving driving home to actually do a little bit of a podcast here. And you know, I promise, one of these days I'm gonna get like super professional and have a cool little intro deal with some music going on and you know, wicked 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 Tanman Baseball Fan. Or something, I don't know, but uh, and, and I might actually have a script or something. I don't know. But like right now, no, no beginning rap, no, no nothing. Just me talking on my phone, like always. And uh, you know, it's just something that, like right now, anyways. I just I'm having such a hard time getting time to do things. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Like so, for this week, uh, as you all know, I'm uh, a web developer by trade. So I've Run my own web business for about twenty years now, and uh, you know things are things are good. But I got a couple projects going on there. I've done a couple uh, uh, custom art pieces recently, and uh, over this past week, like I did a uh, one for uh, the Breakfast Club, where I uh, did a jumbo where I actually um, uh, added five autographs into one jumbo. And I also did one for, oh, what was her name? Uh, I don't know, some old school actress from like the 30s or 40s or whatever. Uh, sometimes, you know, how like Leaf or Panini will put together these, uh, um, these actual, uh, cards that have relics of like their, you know, their, uh, dresses or whatever. So that was a lot of fun. And, um. I also had somebody uh, send me over a Lance Berkman game-used hat, which is cool because I was able to, um, you know, create a jumbo out of that with the uh, mean huge logo on the front and the logo man on the back. Um, cool stuff, you know. And also somebody you know picked up some uh, uh, custom cuts kits that I, that I sold, and you know, I've been uh, you know selling a bunch of uh, baseball cards as well and. So just, uh, and also, you know, every, every now and then we'll ship some things on, on eBay too. We'll sell some things on eBay. So a lot of stuff going on. And plus, guys, <laughs> confession time, Christmas is just around the corner and I am having a terrible time trying to figure out what to get for my family. <laughs> and so anyways, we have all this stuff going on. It's just, it's hard to, you know, sit down and do any sort of a podcast or anything. But I figured now is probably a good time to do it since I'm going to be driving anyways. Um, and I figure I would do kind of almost like a part two, uh, to supplement the, uh, last podcast I did that talked about how I lost the queen, the 1887 gypsy queen, Roger Connor, but captured the king, the 1887 old judge King Kelly. Love the King Kelly. It is still en route to my house. Uh, and I'm kind of biting my nails a little bit. I heard that, you know, USPS is having all kinds of problems uh, you know, delivering stuff and everything. So hopefully it's just a delay. We'll see, you know, knock on wood, who knows what's going to happen. Right. But, uh, I got my fingers crossed, hoping and praying that that shows up, um, in not too long, but anyway, so, uh, we're going to be focusing on more of the, uh, uh, the activities that, um, uh, I partook into Attempt to capture the Queen and that is selling off a bunch of my Canseco cards Now the cards I sold were either doubles or cards. That I didn't really care about and so in doing so It actually changed the entire trajectory of where I was going. So when I did my uh, first mass sellout of everything back in 2018 and decided to come back and collect some Canseco cards I really wanted to focus only on what I truly loved, and I did a great job with that until I bought out all these super collectors uh, earlier this year. When I did that, I started getting all these like exciting feelings again. Going, oh man, I remember this card. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, now I have the rainbow of this. Imagine that. And and so uh, you know, it was fun. It was. I really truly enjoyed it, but it was more difficult to let go of the cards. Uh, this time so i didn't you know i just uh, i had eight two row boxes of uh, car- of cards and uh, they're just all intermingled together always fun pulling out a handful of them just to look through them in fact i did that probably every single day a wild departure from how i used to do things where everything was categorized organized and i didn't i didn't have the luxury really to just pull out a, a handful because if i pulled out a handful of say donors, it'd be like you know, the A6 Donuts rookie all the way through like 93 Donuts or something. Well, you know, I love those cards, but to be honest with you, I don't really have a big desire to just go through and flip through uh, base cards from the 80s, uh, <laughs> you know, all that much. Now, when it comes to the parallels, the inserts, the rare prototypes, that sort of thing, oh man, I love those, the refractors and, and all that. So, in, uh, in trying to make a sacrifice of the cards I do not want and the doubles, uh, I, uh, you know, really kind of changed my thinking and I got back on the right trajectory again of not trying to get, uh, all these rainbows and keeping cards just because they're rare, but rather keeping cards that I love and they're meaningful to me. The showstoppers, you know, as I would say, or the storytellers, uh, not so much the guilty pleasures as much. And I just said podcast on that like a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, describing what the showstoppers, storytellers, and guilt pleasure type cards are. Um, but anyway, so uh, interestingly enough, even after I found out that I lost that, that gypsy queen, Roger Connor, um, I continued selling. And guys, I had a blast just kind of mining through what I had and putting on this cap on, on myself and saying, okay, what do I really want to keep? And what just do I not care about? So that's what I did. I I took a long hard look at a lot of cards and ultimately guys like I ended up going from eight two row count boxes of Kinseco cards to four. So from a quantity perspective, I basically cut what I had in half. And uh, now to be fair, there is one box left um, that uh, is full of cards that I'm selling. So there's I mean, there's massive killer stuff in there, guys, like just great stuff. And so I'll be posting that at some point. I don't know if I'll sell a lot or if I'll sell one at a time, um, but just great stuff. And it'll be good to move it just because uh, of this other thing that I found out about myself or, or was really kind of reassured uh, or reconfirmed by by all these selling activities is that I am kind of like a shark Uh, hey it's funny a card shark right uh in the sense that if i don't keep moving i feel like uh this hobby will get kind of stale for me uh i love having cards i love having a collection but collecting the act of buying selling trading is so exciting to me the hunt the art of the deal All that is just a blast to me. Like, I don't think I have, I think the most fun that I have in this hobby is when I make a find, when I make a, uh, when I hunt for something, I find something, and in the process of doing a deal, and actually making the deal. uh, I'll give you kind of an example. Like sometimes, like I said, you know, sometimes when, when you're doing something big, you swing hard. And that means that you're gonna strike out a lot of times. Uh, you know gosh I've struck out so many times when it comes to deals but guess what you don't hit a home run unless you swing hard and uh, you know so two examples I actually did uh, a couple trade offers that were massive with some other super collectors recently and uh, unfortunately neither panned out you know and that's okay though so I ended up deciding to move the cards as of like today or yesterday um, that were part of that deal because I just wasn't really hearing any positive vibes whatsoever from you know each deal. But uh, in doing so that put more things in motion and uh, I'll tell you kind of more down the road what's going to happen <laughs> with my collecting as it, as the story unfolds as my journey continues to unfold. Uh, but man I just love this so much. I love Moving cards. I love getting cards in. I love doing the trading and everything. And uh it's just it's such it's such fun. There's you know, having the cards, like I said, is great. You know, I enjoy uh having and keeping some cards and stuff. And so uh but the actual excitement, like putting together a trade deal, for example, that'll keep me up at night sometimes, guys, like where I'm just like Oh man, I wonder if he's going to do it. What, uh, what other moves can I make here and all this? And, and so that's, that's kind of how it is for me. So, so, you know, whenever I say, you know, that I'm a card shark, I'm saying that in the sense of where I think a lot of times, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, what people say is if a shark stops moving, that means he's dead. Like he has to keep moving in order to be alive. (laughs) So, uh, that's kind of how I feel whenever it comes to this collection, not that I will ever see myself, um, walking away from the hobby my gosh I'm just having a blast I love this like this is everything I love everything about it so um, I don't see myself ever walking away necessarily Um, may have taken a break everybody takes a break from time to time or slows down or whatever but um, but for me like the most excitement is actually the movement and uh, so you know how they say less is more Um, that's something else that popped up whenever I was selling a lot of these canseco cards uh is how incredible it is that as i'm going through this stuff like i'm getting more excited about what i have and what i'm keeping than when i had more stuff previously um even you know before this last week now i'll give you an example so i had uh for a while i think about 20 2015 tops dynasty Seiko cards it's a lot of dynasty in fact that accounts for about 25% of all licensed on-card Jumbo Patch Canseco cards. Now think about that for a second. A quarter of everything made out there—that's uh, nuts to me. But the thing is, though, is like they're—they're they're only really a small handful that I really cared about. Now they were like really impressive together. Like they just look—they look great. And part of me almost, almost <laughs> regrets. Uh, selling uh, all those. But I did keep three of them, my three favorites. And so in doing so, I will say this. I appreciate those three so much more now that those are the only ones I have. And there's a lot of capital that was tied up into those uh, other 17 remaining uh, 2015 Dynasty cards. So that means I could do something pretty big with that money um, and be like know, white hot about a card that might come in for that money instead of just, oh, I've got a box of dynasty cards, which again, I love them. Same thing with like all the, the, uh, 20 or 21, 93 tops finest cards I had. Uh, I had, I mean, it's like about 10% of the print run there. They're beautiful together. Like I loved them. Uh, but I moved all of them except for one, uh, because again, it's just doubles and there's a lot of them there. So my thinking is maybe I can do something more more incredible with the capital that was tied up in those. Same with the 91 Don elites that I had, I had a bunch of them including a PSA 10. Uh, I moved those and uh, you know, so all of that, and by the way, in doing so, I'm realizing that uh, you know all of them except for the dynasties are easily obtainable again. If I really had an itching to get like a boatload of 2015 dynasties, um, you know I'd probably have to go to my buddy that got him um, and he probably wouldn't be able to uh, <laughs> uh, let go of him right now but if I had this this just huge desire to get a bunch of 91 elites or 93 fine refractors, it's not possible I could do it you know and the thing is is I don't think I ever see myself doing that so that was kind of a, an interesting litmus test for me in, in determining what was wheat and what was chaff so to speak uh, if I really would have regretted, uh, missing a card or handful of cards uh, or if I could see myself buying them again uh, then you know maybe that meant that I need to keep them uh, same thing with these uh, the 2004 I believe it is SP game Pat a game use patch numbered at 33 I had three of them beautiful gorgeous cards but I decided to just keep one so I just kept one and I sold the other two um, it's my favorite patch on it You know, it means uh, that much more to me I have the one. Um, You know, so yeah, less is more. So anyways, it's a good exercise, you guys. I'm probably going to dive in uh, even further. And I'd like to be able to do a YouTube video at some point as well on uh, my new collection because it looks way different now um, for better in almost every respect. So, uh, you know, because last time I did videos... Uh, video of my collection, it was before the buyouts, so it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna enjoy it, and um, maybe I'll do like a you know, a top 100 Kinseco cards I have or something. I don't know, <laughs> but it'll be a blast, and I'm gonna just enjoy the heck out of it. So, um, anyways, that's I'm gonna leave you all with that, and I do want to um, give you one uh, exercise to run. So, go through your collection. And uh, you know pull out the ones that you really truly love and take everything else and make a mental note of like how much you think conservatively yet realistically, how much you could uh, get for these other cards if you sold them. And think in your head, what would you do with that money? I think it's a good exercise. Anyways, uh, so let me know what you uh, what you come up with and what your thoughts are. Um, I have more. Uh, more to stay on the subject as well. But I think I'm about to <laughs> to get home here, uh, to be home here. So I'll, I'll go ahead and end here. But um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. As always, have a fantastic night.